Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Independent Initiative. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Independent Initiative. We are excited to be finishing our series today, episode number 10 out of 10 on the Breaking Bad Habits series that we've been doing here, uh, starting last year, finishing it this year. Uh, today, we have a special guest in the studio, Mr. Curtis Lacey with Rollo Wealth Management. Curtis, thanks for joining. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Curtis being here in the office, I wanted to bring in a special guest on this last one, and Curtis has some really good tips and points on maybe a bad habit that not an insurance professional necessarily, but just anybody in the sales and education industry can fall into from time to time. So, uh, Curtis, what topic did you want to address today? The topic I chose was a professional who just wings it. You know, sometimes they think, well, I know everything well enough. I'll just fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah, the the bad habit of winging it. So tell us a little bit about the habit. What What is the bad habit? To some degree, the bad habit is, is perhaps overconfidence. Um, some of it is just being unprofessional, being unprepared. I remember when I was a youth minister, even, um, there was times where I was asked to give it a devotional and uh, I was unprepared and I would wing it. Um, I, I noticed that as I got older, that was pretty immature. I wanted to make sure that tendency to take the path of least resistance, right, where I don't prepare and don't practice, uh, didn't bleed over into my professional life. Absolutely. So if somebody, I, I agree with you 100% on this, the fact that this is a bad habit, we can see it in sales all the time. Uh, really what it what it leads to is is just uh, inconsistency. And uh, it's something we've been talking about the entire time through this bad habit series is there's so many bad habits that really come from, there's some that, that, that derive from you not really being aware there's other that derive from you, just like you said, feeling comfortable, being lazy, getting in a rhythm uh, that you know turns into a rut, those kind of things. So, tell me a little bit about how someone would identify if this is a problem that they have. It it always starts with self awareness. For me, I catch when my preparation time beforehand is not very long, and um, and I get all the excuses of, oh, I can, I can handle all these distractions before I really prepare because I don't need to prepare very long. Nine times out of ten, that means that my, my meetings are not optimal. And, and so when I, I always have a time after a meeting that I'll review my process and review what was said, how I reacted, how did the meeting start, did I read body language, all of that. And the times where I get really poor grades generally is because I had really poor preparation. So before we get into the solution to how you fix this problem, tell me a few of the effects that it can have on the salesperson, education advisor, whatever the position may be. What are some of the effects that winging it, the bad habit of winging it can bring to the table? Um, like most bad habits, the big effect is that you don't win business that you should win. In, in my world, what that generally means is that means that a family who has the potential to trust me to guide them in their goals and where they want to go, uh, I've blown that opportunity. So now they don't have guidance or perhaps they're with an advisor um, who's not as experienced or educated in their situation as maybe I am. And, and so because I didn't do a good job preparing and, and uh, presenting, well, then now they're going to stay with their former advisor and, and just get subpar service the rest of their life. And so for me, it, it I'm motivated because there's a ripple effect if I just wing it. Yeah, I love that. So tell us what the, what the solution is then, right? If you have the bad habit of winging it, how do we get out of this habit? What can we do to overcome it? And then what are the benefits on the backside? Every time you try to break a bad habit, it doesn't matter what the habit is, 
it starts with small incremental changes. Um, I can throw a list of five to 10 things to start practicing before you have a meeting, ways to prepare pretty early, um, but that can get overwhelming pretty quick, right? So uh, I'd say start with a 1% change, right? If you, if you prepare five minutes, add an additional five minutes, right? Let's just, let's just prepare 10 minutes, okay? Prepare um, some things that I, I prepare for, and now I try to prepare for even small stuff. I prepare for when do I open up my binder, you know, to start taking notes. Because I know that when I sit down at a table and I open up the binder, that means the meeting starts. And sometimes folks will close up a little bit because the, everything's now, quote unquote, on the record. But if before that, they're more open, right? And so sometimes I want to get a little more information before we actually start the meeting, right? So I, I practice that. Um, I practice the presentation. I practice mirroring body language, mirroring uh, vocal speed and tone. I listen for them to the way they speak. If they will give me cues on how they learn, then I use those. So if they say stuff like, well, this looks pretty good, then I know they're probably a visual learner. So when I present stuff, I'm going, hey, how does this look to you? Right? Absolutely. Uh, stuff like that. It's, it's small things that you practice um, so that you're ready when it comes up. So let me give you the five things that I go through that I practice over and over. And, and then I also try to score myself after a meeting on. Uh, one is uh, building rapport. And that's making sure that my greeting is right, that I'm dressed you know, properly, the attire is right, body language. I, I said something about vocal pacing and, and, uh, and learning styles. I also practice the presentation and making sure that it's conversational. It's not me talking and dumping a lot of data. I avoid all industry jargon and try to be just plain English speaking their, their vocabulary. And I try to always stay away from these certain catchphrases that lead to negative feelings. Like, uh, I don't want to fill time by saying, well, to be honest, da, 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 right? Because then they're going, well, were you not honest earlier, right? I never use the phrase uh, problem. Like, well, we got a problem here. No, hey, there's a challenge because we can overcome a challenge, right? I don't ever say anything is cheap, it's valuable, and I don't ask for a signature. I ask for an autograph or them to approve something because people like to give you their autograph <laughs> and they want to approve it. Um, and you notice I said practice the presentation. I don't say practice the sales pitch because a sales pitch is a negative connotation, right? Um I practice addressing their concerns. In the old days, we said overcoming objections. Um, but addressing concerns, to me, indicates that it's not combat, right? They're not coming up with an objection. I'm trying to fight that. That's not what we're trying to do. Usually when an objection comes up, I know that I need to be more empathetic. I need to understand them more. I haven't shown enough empathy, and they don't feel heard, and they don't feel understood. So I need to understand that and back up and do that. And then I can come back and go, okay, now I understand you. Perhaps this is the right way, right? Um, I also practice asking for the business and taking paperwork. I don't want to look like I've never been there before and like, oh, uh, man, you said yes. What paperwork should I fill out now, right? I, I want to always have it available and know what order it's in. So we always go exactly to the right page at the right time. Uh, I practice uh, for the follow-up and the asking for referrals because when they become clients, I have committed to them to a long-term relationship. 
And so they need to know I don't just contact them at a point of sale or when I want to sell them something new. I will continue to follow up from that point on because now we are engaged, right? Absolutely. You know, you made me think of something when you were talking about that. It's the concept of, you know, your customers who have less knowledge than you in the industry are really relying upon your confidence and ability uh, in that industry, which they don't know about and we do. And so, you know, it's important for us to, you mentioned practicing all these things and the way I, I usually look at it is how important it is for me to be confident. For me to be confident to them, I can take care of that. That's not a problem. We can handle that. Um, letting them know that the things that they might bring up as objections or things that I'm going to be confident in taking care of. If they sense any type of, you know, lack of confidence or unease in my voice, then they're going to back away from, from working with me because really what they're looking for is somebody who's confident. And sometimes that confidence leads to, Hey, let me figure that out for you. Next time we come in, we'll talk about it. There's a lot of difference in, let me figure that out for you. And I'm not really sure I'm going to have to ask. Right. So a lot of times just the way we phrase things, I love the practice here of the body language and just the little things that really ultimately make a big deal to the customer in that relationship we're trying to build with them. Yeah, absolutely. Because look, most of the time when you when you are speaking with someone that can potentially be a client, if they if they start sensing that this is a sell, right, then they they put their fist up and they're ready for a fight because that's how you enter a de- a car dealership, right? Is ready to fight. And historically, insurance agents you and 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 brokers right financial advisors you have to duke it out uh, but that's that's not what we're wanting we don't we don't want them to put their dukes up because we're not trying to we're not trying to put them in a position that that's bad for them we're trying to move them forward along their journey um, and so it, it takes confidence and make sure that you're not incompetent right um, and so they don't need to have this hint you know, this spotty sense that you're trying to sell them something. They need to know that you're sincere and that you care. And uh, for me, this additional practice um, lets them know that I have cared enough about this meeting that I've I've prepared well. Absolutely. You know, the bad habit of winging it. If you do, you're going to look not confident. You're going to make the customer uneasy. You're going to have to sell to them. Uh, but if you practice and you prepare for that meeting, you're not going to go and wing it. You overcome that bad habit. And you're really going to end up taking care of the customers at the end of the day. So, Curtis, we really appreciate you joining the Independent Initiative. This concludes our Breaking Bad Habits series, and we're looking forward to starting a new one very soon.